Good morning, comrades. You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is your good morning, comrades, for this week. Jeff and Robert on the show. What is happening, Robert? How are you doing, Ami? Um, I'm doing all right. I mean, yeah, I haven't even uploaded last week's because I'm ridiculous and just life got away. But uh, you're going to hear me um, cry about Palestine for an hour. That's what I'm going to upload um probably when we get off of this so you if you're listening to this uh from the podcast you'll get a two for uh two for one so look out for that um what else news going on i bought myself a toy uh so um i'm i i own for before somebody says why didn't you get so for full disclosure i already own a oculus rift like the second generation um (laughs) but i got i got it used i got for like 200 bucks so I was like, you know, I was like, I have to know, I have to know. And it, it's, there's one or two video games I play that are just transcendent and everything else like that thing is collecting dust. Like I haven't put it on in probably three months. Uh, cause it's hot. It's annoying. Um, it's, I mean, graphically it's fine, but it's not for somebody who like hardcore plays video games. It's not for. Like it's just it's just not for me. Um and I know there's all that buzz with like the Apple Vision, Vision Pro, Pro. You got the Vision is, Pro? No. No, oh, on, Lord, no. My hatred for Apple plus like plus I hate Apple on a visceral level. Plus like the Vision Pro might be the best like commercial VR headset um that you can buy compared to that other one that's like trains like the US Army has that trains fighter pilots or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but it might be like the best one you can like don't have to wait for and can literally buy off the shelf at an Apple store, but it's Apple. So it's a walled garden. So that means it does nothing. So the people who have it, like I've been watching, like my, my kink this week has been watching like Apple heads. It's almost like, it's almost like Zionist trying to, um, trying to justify the invasion of Israel. I mean the invasion of Palestine because you've got all they're in a cult there and but like apple heads are also in a cult so it's like they're trying to like say like well you know in the in 10 years from now i could see how you could i'm like yeah but they got your three thousand dollars now (laughs) they weren't like here's a thing and then it's going to be good in 10 years from now or version three and you just pay us then no they they got your money now and people who've been returning it they're just like yeah it's 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 neat but like no i just don't point is that thing sucks um what I did get though, you don't want to be like Logan Paul and have one of those. He's got one, of course he does. What a, it's so lame. Like it literally, people are like, "Oh, I can, I can use it as my iMac," and I'm like, "That's stupid." Like, why would you? But anyway, my point is, I'm over VR. Uh, I don't. I, the, my problem with VR is I don't understand who it's for. Uh, it's because, for rich, bro, it's for rich yeah, it's it's for it's for rich people who aren't technically technologically savvy and i am kind of flexing with that because it's like for for people who are hardcore like i'm 40 i'm gonna play video games till i die i'm 42 like video gaming is my number one hobby it's not cool enough for me and for people who like don't play video games it's way too much and unnecessary so it's like it's it's for the apple audience it's it's the good it's like vr currently i mean it could completely i it will change but vr currently is the big bang theory of tech devices it's a it's a smart device for dumb people but what i got i'm not i'm into xr which is extended reality um not even ar so i have a pair of xr glasses i bought them for 400 bucks and what they do they do one thing and one thing only and they do it well it's puts a 120 inch computer monitor screen in front of your eyes no matter where you're at so if I am on my phone, uh, so imagine like watching, so the applications for this would be like, oh, like I'm, I'm going on a trip. So I'm going on a cross country trip. I'm crossing the Atlantic. Uh, I want to watch a movie on my phone. Well, instead of watching it on my phone, I can just watch it on a movie screen with these glasses on and it doesn't, and the glasses aren't any thicker than my Ray-Bans. Like they look like my Ray-Bans, like my prescription lenses I'm wearing right now. They're not any thicker than they're like a little bit thicker than that. They look a little weird because they sit the nose piece sits up a little bit. So they look a little weird, but it's not like 
VR headset weird. Um, the audio is decent. It'll hook into anything with a U with a USB C that can transfer USB C to video. And if you don't have that, you can go HDMI to USB C. Like I'm actually using this thing like pretty much every day. Um, I I like it. I think it's great, and it doesn't screw up your vision. I can see peripherally like what's going on around me. So that's my that's my toy. It rocks. Um, I wanted to. I had dreams of being in bed and playing my new uh, new video game that just came out today, Last Epoch, which is like the Diablo Four killer. It's been in early access forever, but of course, because everybody is like crashing the servers, I got on for a little bit. I got off to to log on with you, and I was gonna like log back in. Nope, can't do that. Um, because it's launch day, it's busted. Um, I like the video game reality is now. It's either going to be that or like everything is going to just be mobile games. Like that's genuinely like everything. So bad. Like part of the reason. Well, I mean, like the 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 like um I guess the Steam Deck side of it is not so bad because it's like good technology and like decent machines that are like running compute like like console or PC quality video game type yeah. things. But, like, at the same time, like, that's just going to become the focus. And then also, like, obviously, like, every single game. If it, it, I mean, it is going to be more and more rare over time for, like, games to not become, like, glorified storefronts. Like, mm-hmm. even paid games. Like, like one of the... So I, oh, I play, absolutely. Like, I play a lot of Street Fighter Six, and there was a whole thing when it came to, like, one of the skins that re- released recently, Costume 3. Did you, did you see any of this stuff? Like, no. Costume- so like they're running like they're running those costumes for like five bucks a piece like for a street fighter costume Uh uh-huh and like with the in-game currency you can only buy like it's like five dollars and like 50 cents or something or like some like it's like like 600 like in-game currency points and you can only buy yeah. the in-game currency in quantities of like a thousand. Oh, that's 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 not new, my friend. I, that doesn't even raise an eyebrow. But like, but the thing is that like when it's when it's sixty dollar like upfront games that are doing that as their DLC, it's like wow, you've you've basically devolved yourself into like yeah, you're you're, you're in Fortnite territory. Like I mean, to be honest, like yeah, a game like that, I don't have a problem with uh, downloadable content because. That game's going to be supported for at least a decade. Uh, it's going to have multiple balance patches. All they're going to be constantly working on the game. But the problem is, like, yeah, why hustle me? Why don't you say, hey, we got some stuff in here. You want to buy it? Here it is. It costs this much. Like, don't, don't. Your game, your your game should be addictive, not your pricing stream. But that that's a whole. Oh and my plus goodness. There's no like. There's no like. Um... There's no like, um, you know how if you if you can do like a thing where you can buy like all. There's no bundle where you yeah. can buy like all the all the costumes for like oh they're usually five bucks a piece. But if you get all you know sixteen of them or whatever, it'll cost you like fifty bucks or something like that. No, it's like you need to pay for each one of them one by one. Absolutely <laughs> brutal. <laughs> it's so it's yeah it's it's messed up. It's capitalism. Capitalism bad. Capitalism yep. is the yep. final boss. Capitalism is behind is makes everything worse. Mm-hmm. And um behind every door, they it holds every key. Mm-hmm. It's just it is what it is. What's yeah. been going on with you, man? Me, I mean, literally just work. I mean, like, you know, doing the unions for all thing in Virginia. You know how it is. Uh we're in the middle of our legislative session session, which in Virginia is absolutely crazy. I know y'all are in like the middle of your like second or third one in Louisiana already, which we can talk about in a little bit too, because uh there's definitely a lot of like wild stuff. Like so basically Louisiana for people who, you know, aren't paying attention or might not live there. Um basically because you can listen anywhere in the world on the bhiv.com.org <laughs> slash listen or listen on uh good morning comrade.com uh we can get all the information about our show but um like, like basically the the like louisiana legislature led by the insane governor jeff landry is like rolling people into like basically like you see people like what's his name one of these um yeah like what's his name what <laughs> There was a great, um, it was a great post that I, I saw the other day 
um, one of the like legislators who basically is like, oh, I never, ever, ever go to New Orleans because there's so much crime. And also we need to make sure that we like crack down on New Orleans and make sure that it's just like the most most police state that has ever been police stated. Like that's what the like initial agenda after like trying to like game the, you know, the uh, congressional districts as much as possible uh, is, has been for the new Louisiana governor, Jeff Landry. Well, and- I've always, I've always thought this that like the battle of the battle of New Orleans never, never ended. Like yeah. the new Orleans is the crown jewel. And like, it's like the Chud crown jewel. Like they want the city of new Orleans to be a, um, a, a Republican slash conservative like stronghold so bad. And it's just so inconvenient that so many black and brown people live here because like you think of it's, it, it would be a, and I don't mean redneck as a pejorative. It just is what it is. Like new Orleans would be the crown jewel in the redneck Riviera if it were a right wing city, but you Instead know, it's Raya, because it's not. <laughs> yeah. And, but the thing is that the, I, yeah, the democratic party here does, does, does itself no favor so because they have a um they're allergic to winning yeah oh well we can get into that too but like here's the thing uh uh representative larry bagley quote i never heard more of a politician uh, like that's the name of a politician who's grown in a pod yeah larry bagley uh, larry bagman uh, sam carlin tweeted out i'm afraid to go there uh, said Louisiana Stay representative Republican state representative Larry Bagley says of New Orleans, Louisiana's largest largest city. Lawmakers are debating crime measures in a special session right now. So basically, like the people who are going to like at the state level, not even they're having an entire special session in the Louisiana legislature on crime in Louisiana. And That's they're not so even talking about crime in Louisiana. They're basically like rolling out laws right now like pre-filed laws that are like, how do we make sure that, uh, here's one, James Finn posted on Twitter uh, yesterday, uh, Louisiana's uh, House's administrative Administration of Criminal Justice Committee just advanced a bill uh, backed by Jeff Landry to legalize nitrogen gas and electrocution as execution method, methods without objection. Four Democrats voted uh, well, president, Former president, none of them voted against it. So, like, no, they voted, they didn't vote against it. I know, I know. Yeah, it's so gross, dude. Yeah. So, basically, we're just like, this is how we can like kill people, which has no, no effect on crime at all. That's just like determining how cruel we can be to, to, you know, people who we have deemed like, you know, people that we should, the state can murder. Essentially, mm-hmm. it has no effect on crime at all. Here's here's another one. Um, odd behavior by Democrats on the House Criminal Justice Committees is finning on at all. Alonzo Knox and several other criticized Jeff Landry's bill to make youth court records public, but voted for it. Representative Joy Walters was the only Democrat to vote against it. So basically, like making records like criminal justice like uh criminal records of children like court records of children can be available now or or it's not it's, it's got to be passed on the like the whole the whole through the whole legislature but like democrats are basically not even providing even like the most token like resistance to these they can't even like decide to be like they're, they're not even doing the like we are the resistance thing you know nope. they're not even going to be like hey we must stand against the threat of jeff landry that he um poses toward our state of you know our great state of louisiana or whatever they're just like oh you know we're gonna wag our finger but we're still gonna vote for this thing or whatever if they're not even wagging their finger that hard one of our mutual friends was talking about you know if you think that harm reduction doesn't matter you got to see what jeff landry has in store for the state and i'm like yeah harm reduction does matter but vote for what vote for who like, yeah. where, tell me who I'm supposed to vote for in this, because yeah. there's no, there's no opposition there. There's like you said, there's not even resistance libs. Can you, this is not a rhetorical question. Can you tell me like, cause you were more know how the sausage is made more than I do. Can you tell me like, what is exactly. even the point of them not being resistance libs? Why would you vote present 
or why would you uh why would you vote for bills like that because the people who are going to come at you when it's time for re-election are going to come at you on the same things regardless it's not gonna it's not gonna protect you from from somebody from a republican saying you're soft on crime so why even do this i mean i i think it's very cute that you think that there's a strategy here like okay. there's not one there's they're literally just like how do we essentially like make it so that like they, they first off they're not interested in doing politics they're not even interested in being um oh. like they're not even interested in being like um like 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 having any kind of like delusions about like putting forward any kind of like alternative agenda towards or alternative vision for louisiana for the for the uh republicans they want to be a permanent minority the democrats in louisiana at least with the current leadership and you know they want to be a permanent minority and they want to be like a a, a barely even dissenting loyal opposition forever like that's the plan if you ask me that that they they, they want to do and basically like whenever an opportunity to raise money comes up they'll they'll send out emails and be like look at all these horrible things jeff landry's doing or whatever and then like when it comes time to actually like stop that stuff stop the attack on trans children stop the attacks on abortion stop the attacks on like the city of new orleans and children's court records and all these other things they're just like oh okay whatever we need to make sure that we're making deals so that we can uh do what like it's it's it it it, it doesn't make sense uh other than the fact that they want to be they, they're with the program they don't even they don't disagree and 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 they want to have their like 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 when you see people like mary patricia ray one of these friggin like consultants that like claims to come around and be able to like you know swag their finger at the left or whatever and like talk about how um she knows how things get done and she's serious like you see what happens immediately when when uh, jeff landry gets elected she's like taking positions in the freaking Landry like administration and like posing with her and the mayor of new Orleans and him and Katie at like, you know, various events and all these other things. It's ugh, like, we, I mean, I could, I can go on about this forever, but it's just like one of these sorts of situations where it doesn't matter what they do. It didn't matter when, even when they was a Democrat governor, when we had a, I mean, it was better, I suppose, in terms of like it wasn't just like active assault, like on us in that given moment. Yeah, but, we weren't like we weren't like deploy the Sentinels and hunt down tra yeah. trans children like they're you know. Like Louisiana was under a you know like like there was a there were state there were state police in in New Orleans like all the time. Yeah, <laughs> because they, like. It was just done just like Joe Biden at the national level does like, like agreeing with the uh, policy on a sort of like, like on a policy level, but only disagreeing with it on an aesthetic level, you know, like, Oh, the difference between us and Jeff Landry is that he's just too mean about the way that he does the fascism. I mean, do and you have, let me ask you as like a sidebar. Um, do you have an issue with, uh, I understand kind of the, the, the sentiment you're getting at with the state police. Cause they've been saying like, Oh, the new Orleans needs the national guard. It's like, shut up. You don't even know what you're talking about. You have no, these are the same people who will try to talk to you about the constitution or whatever saying that the yeah. national guard needs to be deployed. But do you have a problem with, um, cause I, this is a real question. You have a problem with state police in new Orleans? Because I would think like, I personally don't have an issue because with new Orleans being with Mardi Gras being what it is in new Orleans being a destination city, like, I've always thought, you know, forget state police. I want to know, especially during carnival season, how many claim plain clothes feds are on the ground because there has to be just like legions of them. I mean, like of just again, like FBI agents in Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, like I, I think it's generally not the best thing because it's outside group coming in and saying like, this is how you're going to do things in your place, and there is a certain like higher degree of like um uh of worse treatment essentially mm -hmm. that that takes place in a higher degrees of racism and like arbitrary sort of like implementation 
less knowledge of local like laws and rules. So like it's it's basically it is not good. I don't think it's great. Um, I don't think you know NOPD is great, but at least they live here or they supposed right. to. You know, like, that's sort of the deal, I guess, with me. And um, I don't know. That's a good question, though. I mean, like, in terms yeah, of no, like, I get what you're saying, and I don't know the particulars. Why? As long as they're, as long as like they're coming in here to assist NOPD, and it's not like NOP because okay, take it from somebody, I've been to like the war room. Uh, that's on top of city. It's like the top floor of city hall. That is um, Homeland Security. Like you go in there, it's like security checkpoints and like it's Homeland's office up there. So it's like that's where they have like the you know the pre Mardi Gras safety meeting. So as long as like they're here to assist, you know our 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 you know the NOPD. Like I don't have a problem, but like they can't be like one of those '80s movies where they just come in and like call the shots or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I don't assume that they're. I assume that it is automatically the latter. <laughs> I guess yeah. my point. But it could um, be. I don't know. But you know, that's just assumption on my part. Um, but I, I don't know. Just to kind of like move it forward. No, I hear you. Um, I, I, again, the the in I was making a point about John Bell specifically. Like, we still got one of the most like restrictive abortion bans in the country under a Democrat was triggered by the overturning of Roe. It was, this was done before the um, decision to overturn Roe was, was handed down. This was already in place and signed by the Democrat governor. Like that, that is just like one of these sorts. And like, if you even ask, you know, people in the Democratic Party in Louisiana now, people that I, I know, they'll be like, we can't talk about, we can't do anything about abortion because this is Louisiana. And right. it's just like, well, with not with that attitude, you can't, you can never fix it if you're going to be like already given up. Like, are you kidding me? How are you supposed to? Ever no, that's crazy. That's a, yeah. State politics is so crazy here because honestly, it's the same. The Ohio Democratic Party is the same way, which that even makes less sense because every four years, like Ohio is the crossroads. It's the Constantinople of like federal elections. So it's like, what, why, why are we like, why isn't the Ohio democratic party a juggernaut? But that's a whole nother thing. It's just like, in there is no way. Cause let's, let's, let's be, let's be real about it. There's not a ton of people who live in Louisiana in the great state of Louisiana. So there's absolutely no way the Republicans at, uh, we should ever at least have a Republican governor with our, our, the, the tax base here of New Orleans and Baton Rouge. There's absolutely no way. But we allow it because, like you said, our the Democratic Party, I almost said ours, like I'm part of the Democratic Party. Um, the Democratic Party has no desire to even be a resistance party. It's, it's disgusting. It's a waste of time and resources. And, yeah, I, I really do hate them. They've given up before even trying absolutely and, like, and, and obviously like and we've talked about it on the show like there are folks and i wish them well uh that are um know. you know attempting well you don't even know what i'm talking about <laughs> <I was> just <laughs> if it's about democratic party well uh, there are people my... that are like like people that are friends are people like people like jack people that have had sure. guests on the show who were like going sure. in and and essentially like running for positions in the state democratic party and the attempt to like turn the whole thing over um good luck if that makes things better god bless you know what i mean that's sort of like my position on that i i don't i i i can see why people would be against it i don't see no harm in at least trying to make it better i mean like whatever man go for it no i agree but you and i both know um you know any kind of any kind of fresh blood or any kind of new ideas that that you want to inject into the Louisiana Democratic Party are met with contempt at best. Well, I think the uh, so um, I think the idea of the project that I just described is to expect that and be prepared to just like instead of trying to get along with these people, with these losers, with these Katie people, yeah, like to just decide that no, we've already decided that that you ain't it, and we're gonna do something else. <laughs> Agreed. I'm just jaded and mean, and I don't want to stop the kids from from trying to make a difference. Uh, but yeah, agreed. You know, fire fire all torpedo torpedoes at once. Everybody try everything. Uh, Something's bound to break through. 
It's a, I mean, it's a throw the bums out thing, but you yeah. know what? Like, I just, I just don't have the heart for it anymore, but I'm glad that other people do. Yeah. I mean, like once you see it fall, I mean, this is not the first time anything like this has been tried. Um, you know, it is what it is, man. If it works, God bless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, regardless, um, you know, if nothing else, and this is sort of how I look at these kinds of things, the more people see, not just like everybody knows that stuff is messed up and like, like, um, but like understanding how it's messed up and having more people like that have an analysis that already that it is messed up, understanding how it's messed up and having more, cause you can't explain and like we, we can do this on the radio all we want. We can we can't explain necessarily just how messed up like the things in the Louisiana Democratic Party are and have somebody understand it without them at least seeing a little bit of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, it does. It does. To, in order to like in order to sort of like actually like soak it in of like the work of what needs to be done, you got to see some of this stuff is what I'm trying to say. And like see where but it tells you who the who the 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 villains are more than anything. Plus, it tells you where they like exercise their power, and like how they how they essentially keep stuff messed up in the way that it is. And like that essentially is the first step, at least if you're asking me, in overturning that that whole thing. I I mean I agree with you. You're right. Like I said, I'm just gonna go back and say it's gonna be a it's gonna be a marathon and not a sprint is all too. Like you know that part, and like some of yeah. us need to take a little break from that stuff as well. And until I got personally involved in it, I personally didn't know how bad it was. So yeah, I I don't mean to sound so uh, defeatist. Um, so reactionary, as like, the kids would say. The other thing about it too is that like it's designed to make you feel like you're alone in mm. this like machine or whatever. And like, th- I mean, I've been in those calls and those meetings or whatever, when the, the like, people, like people on those committees, like have like, like they're like, no- there's a lot of normies on like the oh, yeah. Jefferson Parish executive committee and then the, the, the democratic committee or whatever. And they're the ones that like actually keep the lights on and actually like do the meetings like all the time. Not, not new Orleans, new Orleans is a lot more like um, a lot more organized. And like, there's a lot more of like the sort of like machine is based out of Louisiana, out of new Orleans. Right. Uh, the statewide machine is built out of there and like Baton Rouge or like the two, like, centers and there's also like heavy heavy density in like um northwest louisiana shreveport and stuff right mm-hmm. um but like <laughs> the thing is that like the the normies that are in like jefferson parish or the normies that are like um that like keep the committees running they when some consultant or some rep or somebody who is a part of the machine comes to the meeting and it starts telling, like, like, starts telling them what's up. They just shut up, and they don't say anything. Oh yeah, and they just sort of like, they just sort of like don't want to deal with these people and like have to fight it out with them because they're. I mean, honestly, they're such freaking jerks that you just like, you know what? Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, do your thing, because it's just too much grief. Straight up, like that's that's my analysis of the whole thing. Anyway. Uh, we talked way too much about the Democrats. No, we could like, never talk about how bad they are enough. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I do want to get into, and I think this is actually like getting on a good news. Um, I don't know, man. There, just this past week, I don't know if you'd seen this. There was a huge announcement uh, from Starbucks Workers United, the union, not Starbucks, the company. The Starbucks company is bad. But um, here's an article from Common Dreams. Here's the headline. Workers in 14 states launch the largest largest Starbucks union drive yet. Uh, It's important that we're recognized as people rather than profit machines, said one Louisiana barista. That's right. Louisiana. That's sort of like taking a little bit of the energy out of this about where I was going to go with it. We don't have another choice but to stand together. 
says this person. There's a tweet by uh, Starbucks Workers United. Today is the biggest filing in Starbucks Workers United history, just in welcoming 21 new stores to the movement as they announce their unionizing efforts together. And there's actually a letter that they have there. Uh, February 20th, 2024. Uh, this is uh, we, the partners of 21 stores across the country, have decided to follow in the footsteps of over 396 other stores and nearly 10,000 partners to demand better from Starbucks Coffee Company. Although we work different, at different stores, we are united through our shared experiences and in our demand for higher wages, fair and consistent scheduling, improved benefits, and a safe, dignified workplace. Starbucks has made a habit of prioritizing sales and profits over partner safety. We have worked through violent threats from customers, unsafe weather conditions, and a global panic. Despite our willingness to work regardless of this disregard for our health and safety, we have been met with higher and higher expectations without being given the resources to meet them. If you're that, that is something that rings very true. If you think back to all of our conversations that we've had with Starbucks workers, uh, the one that actually led to our friend of the show, Billy, getting fired uh, was that they were um, they were working by themselves uh, at night. Uh, and were just overloaded by the, um, I think it was the um, the app orders. Problems with management are not unique to many of our to any of our stores, I should say. And by the way, that's corroborated by my discussion with literally every Starbucks worker I've talked to that has organized their shop, and also many who have not. Across the country, management is cutting hours. Back to the letter writing inconsistent and unreliable schedules, and placing more and more work on fewer and fewer partners. Uh, really quickly, Starbucks calls their uh, their staff, their work. Yeah, nobody's partners. an employee. Nobody. Yeah. Ever. Uh, you know, <laughs> the funniest of those, I think, was, uh, I think Outback Steakhouse calls their people like Outbackers or something That's like so that. So sick, dude. Starbucks profit-driven behavior makes doing our jobs impossible. We cannot keep up with the constant promotions, dilapidated equipment, and unclean stores. By the way, yeah, your coffee is like when they cut down staff in these stores. Those stores get gross, and the coffee you drink, not so, not so good. It's clear to us now more than ever that this one-sided relationship is no longer working. We partners, that one is in quotes, demand a say. We are the face of Starbucks. As employees, we deserve the same respect and dignity as the CEO. This dignity includes fair pay, clear communications with all partners, a say in the decisions that affect our day-to-day, uh, our day-to-day, better power balance, and manageable expectations. Partners are not merely your workers, but human beings. We have the right to pursue happiness outside of our work. We hereby demand recognition of the union as the bargaining representative for a full-time and regular part-time baristas and shift supervisors employed by Starbucks at the undersigned facilities. We're willing to demonstrate our majority support as the undersigned stores to a, a neutral party or the Starbucks representative. We demand that Starbucks immediately begin bargaining with the union over terms and conditions of employment. So 24 more stores have essentially filed or declared their intent for a union election, uh, the locations are Little Rock, Arkansas. That's the South. Antioch, California. San Jose, California. Seal Beach, California. So three in California. Lakewood, Colorado. Longmont, uh, Colorado. Chicago, Illinois. Two in Chicago. Uh, Sulphur, Louisiana. Sulphur. Let's go. Let's go. Sulphur. Grand Forks, North, Grand Forks, North Dakota. Long Island, New York. Two of them in along New York, one in Park Slope, uh, Reno, Nevada, Columbus, Denton, Texas, Kimball Junction, Utah, Christianburg, which is like Western, like around Roanoke, Virginia, Mill Creek, Washington, Madison, uh, and two stores in Madison, Wisconsin. Robert, what say you about 21 Starbucks stores filing for union election at the same time? Um, I will ask, and I think I might have asked this question before, mm-hmm. and you gave me a good answer, but I have a bad memory. Um, what is stopping Starbucks? Why? Because when I worked retail, and the thing that always was said, you know, if if a un- if 
It was like living in Warhammer 40K. If uh, if a the store even breathed Union, it was exterminatus. Like we, they were just going to close the store. Why why does this bill multi billion dollar international company like why are these labor unions even able to pop up? Why are they not just Trust closing me. the stores? They are doing that. Oh, they, they are okay. Several many many of these stores, um, and you know I don't I don't know the exact total number, but like the fact I mean. In, so I'm looking at this right now. This is an article from, uh, this is actually an article from uh, yesterday, the 20th, I'm sorry. We're recording on Wednesday, the 21st. But um, 400 of the 9,000 corporate-owned Starbucks stores have formed unions with Workers United. So like, the, I think part of the reason is you, you can't close 400 stores like that. And actually the NLRB, uh, has actually forced Starbucks to reopen stores that they've closed in the union busting effort. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it has done that. So, and it's also been for it's also forced uh, Starbucks to hire back partners and pay back wages to partners workers that um that were laid off, you know, suspended, whatever. Uh, as a result of their organizing activity, like literally, like if you threaten to close a store because a union pops up, that's straight up illegal. I mean, you can't do that. But like in terms of proving that that's why they're doing it, mm-hmm. that's really difficult. But when you have a giant corporation like Starbucks, um, it's a lot easier to prove when you see tendencies across. You know, if it's like a one shop that that closed down because of this, that's one thing. But if if you're doing it like like oh wow all the stores that are closing just happening to be union. Like you can, you can make some calls there. And, right. and, and also honestly, and this is what complicates a lot of this stuff and, you know, credit where it's due. And obviously he's supporting a genocide right now and all this stuff, but Biden's NLRB has been pretty good. Like straight up. Like on. This yeah. I, I remember that. Like we had that conversation, but his NLRB is just like, they're not doing anything extraordinary. They're just doing what they're supposed to do. So it's actually like, yeah, it's good, but it's the bare minimum. Um, I would say they're doing better than the bare minimum. Really? Just from the perspective of like, they've, uh, I just saw a ruling just today that um, there was an attempt by like Home Depot or something like that um, to discipline workers that were wearing like Black Lives Matter on their either shirts or apron or something like that. Right. Um, they're trying to be disciplined in the NLRB in a pretty unprecedented position. Uh, a decision rather like decided that actually that's protected concerted activity by the workers, which is pretty dope. And then also uh, we talked to uh, our friend, our, our friend uh, David about um, the Semex decision that the uh, Biden, uh, the Abruzzo led NLRB has went through, which is essentially like if a, um, if during a union election, a, uh, employer uh, decides to like do something that like essentially if they commit an, a ULP uh, on la- unfair labor practice okay during a union election they have been essentially say okay the workers win the election <laughs> you get a bargaining Heck order yeah. which is like, super crazy like like really good like that's definitely better than the bare minimum I want to get like I don't want to be like too effusive about this but like there is definitely credit that is deserved in that situation. Well, I stand, I stand corrected then. That is, that is better than the bare minimum. I like being wrong about stuff like this. Um, another question. Yeah. Bad, you know, it doesn't take away any of the bad stuff. Like, no, like uh-huh. Joe Biden hasn't forgiven or, or hasn't, you know, washed away the, you know, student loans that he promised or any of that stuff. And like, there's, he's still backing a genocide in Gaza and all this other stuff. Just want to be like very clear about that. Like, but like on yeah, this one. There is some credit that is deserved. Um, another question. Do you think there's any correlation between, it seems like a lot of these places are, are that are organizing are in states that aren't, that don't have the best like state labor practices. Uh, do you think there's a correlation between like why you're seeing in union organization of Starbucks in um, Arkansas as, as compared to like, you know, in LA, you know, Los Angeles, I just well, picked were, something out of my, yeah, you know. So, um, it's, it's, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, so like, I think the, the, one of the main drivers for the Starbucks 
organizing campaign is the fact that um I don't know there there at least some of the the faces of the current sort of like leaders of these this uh, Starbucks movement are mostly like younger mm-hmm. and there is, there is a genuine sort of like uptick in union support in the country and that is mostly driven by young people um but which is which is dope um you don't see that much of a difference so like the 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 fact that that there are unions like at starbucks popping up in places like sulfur is a good thing um however like you see a lot of stores popping up in big cities like new york and la and all these other places oh you do okay yeah they're everywhere um okay so like um I think that the fact that you do see ones that are popping up in places like, like Sulphur, Louisiana, which is like, seems super random um, is because uh, I think it's actually an inroad to um, potentially um, broader organizing. It's almost like a bellwether for like, okay, union, you know, Starbucks in Sulphur, you know, inshallah, they win, you know, they win their union then you can essentially get some attention or some resources, which is much, which is just as important, if not more so into organizing in places like that, places like Bessemer, Alabama, where there was a huge Amazon drive years ago, things like that. Um, I think is, I, I think that's what the value of, uh, of, you know, Starbucks, cause this could be like the first introduction that many people who are not even Starbucks workers have with any union at all ever. Absolutely. So like, wow, you, you know, if, if these workers at the start, but they could be like really important ambassadors for the labor movement potentially. And you know, people love their, their Starbucks person. <laughs> yeah. That's just interesting. Um, yeah. I just, I'm just, again, going back to my, our first thing we talked about the democratic party. I'm just so, I'm so cynical personally. It's just like, wow, I can't believe I'm waiting for like the, you know, the other shoe to drop, but, um, hopefully it won't. And, yeah. uh, we just keep charging forward. I think that's, that's wonderful. Like, well, the downside God. Of, obviously. And part of this is because like Starbucks is doing such like, they're doing hardcore union busting. They're going, mm-hmm. for they're, they're, they're like, you know what? We don't give a F we're going. For. And like also other companies right now, like Trader Joe's and, Elon Musk's Tesla and SpaceX and all these other freaks mm-hmm. honestly, are going are essentially like trying to get the uh, Supreme Court to just like overturn the NLRA essentially to say the NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board is unconstitutional. That's crazy. Is just like, like we just roll back uh, labor rights in this country like a century. <laughs> it's so wild because like I'm being serious here. Like, I can understand that, like, as far as, like, free association, like, libertarian philosophy and stuff like that. I can understand that if we didn't, if there was, like, let's say, um, I don't want to get into UBI, but let's just say there's a utopia, and we've all, we've got it all figured out, and people were getting UBI, and having to sell your labor wasn't, wasn't, like integral to your survival i can understand a company saying no we're just going to pay you this if you want to work here you can if you don't like pound you know pound sand but like as long as labor is integral to our survival as you know in our society then it's never going to be a fair it's never going to be a fair playing field like you can't we're not partners we're, we're, you know, we're, we're only partners at our jobs. They call us that until, until it's time to pass around the profits. And then we're not, we're not partners anymore. We're employees. And so it's like, you also need to think about this too. Like a, what is a union? A union is an, is an organized association of workers, right? Mm-hmm. That in a first amendment sense, not to get too much lawyerly about it, but that, like, that means you have the right to freely associate with other people, Right. right. And so when those people negotiate instead of as individuals, but as a group to get a contract that they collectively sign from their boss, you know, basically a a collective contract between the workers and the boss, like, I don't know, that's like, what law can you roll out? 
that would um like that would make that illegal <laughs> you know what i mean like what yeah. without violating a lot of these like but these, they like, would argue they would argue them. it's the same thing as like a right to work law to where it's like you have the like i have the right to hire who i want it's like free association and then like if you don't like my terms you can work here or not work here but the relationship what i'm arguing is the relationship will know is is never been that to where labor has to be controlled by the by the government if we are going to do this sell we're going to sell our labor thing um it has to be controlled by our government in the same way like other commodities are controlled like water and electricity to somewhat because people need that stuff just to live and survive if i again just to say do you understand what i'm saying like i'm just yeah. i'm just i'm not doing like a vosh thing like trying to defend the the <laughs> indefensible no, 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 no. but it is a it is a thought experiment to where like yeah if everybody was just like you know what i feel like having a job you know what i just love coffee so much it'd be really nice to learn you learn how to how to make a, a como macchiato and make a little money. That'd be a, a swell thing to do to to spend my days. That's what I like to do. And you go do that, and Starbucks would be like, "Okay, well, you want to work here? It pays, you know, ten fifty an hour. If you don't like that, I don't work here. I guess, you know. But like, we don't live in that world, and we're never going to live in that world. People have to have that job to survive. It's like, you know, not to get too heady about it. It's like when your boss would say, you know, we've all had those jobs. If you don't like it here, quit. And then we, and then they know you can't do that. But every now and then, a person like me who's been told that, and a person like millions of people across the United States, you hear that so often. You're like, you know what? I think I will. And so, and when you do that, when you exercise your right to work, then all of a sudden it's surprise Pikachu face. And the boss is like, wait a minute, let's talk. Like you told me that I don't, that I don't have to be here if I don't want to be. So I won't be here, but we just don't live in that world. And that's why they say stuff like that. Yeah. But they don't believe they don't have any principles because those kinds of people actually, I mean, their only principle is their, their, their money. And yeah. like, I'm not even trying to be like high horse about principles or whatever, because actually they're only as good as like what they can get you in a certain, in a certain sense. But like, they'll talk about like, oh, markets are the only way that we can describe or that that's the only like virtuous way that like the world that resources right? And then when, so like what you're doing essentially when you're, when, when workers have the ability to organize together, they're, they're increasing their own value. They're increasing their own commodity value. If labor is a commodity, just like everything else is a commodity, then mm -hmm. they're increasing that. They're acting in their own rational economic interests or whatever. And the only way, and, and also they're using their own right to be a, a freaking libertarian about this. Like they're using their own right to free speech or free association or whatever. And if, if, if I, as a you know good libertarian, stomp on your right to freely associate then you know essentially you're just doing cancel culture <laughs> no that's 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 100 percent true well, and they're saying perfect case of i mean these people don't have any they don't believe in anything other than just like sack that money for me and only me and that's the only thing right. that matters <laughs> yeah i mean yeah to go back to go back to your side like yeah absolutely the same people who are crying you know about you know, who would make that free association and free market argument are the same ones looking for government handouts when they make bad bets in the market. Yeah. We, you know? we, we even win in the debate, per, debate pervert sphere. We even, we even own them and, uh, you know, destroy our interlocutors in the marketplace of ideas. We even win that stupid thing. <laughs> mm. Um, but like, you know, you can make nerd ball arguments about this stuff all day. But like, you know, end of the day, I mean, what what works works. I mean, union workers definitely make more money than non-union workers and, and all that other stuff as well. And plus unions drive up the uh, drive up um, wages and benefits for everybody. Just Yeah, and that's that's even more important, I think, because yeah. I've made I've made this argument before. If, even if you work in a in a shop that makes that makes more than in the union shop up the road the, the only reason why you're doing that is because of the union shop up the road that's yep. it there's yep. no other reason why why they do that you know it's i, I probably told you that story a hundred times so where you know I, I live in cincinnati and you know the ford plant is in suburban you know cincinnati and people who work at the toyota plant will be like oh we make we make just as much as they do and have and have more time off and we don't have a union. We don't have to have a union. It's like, that's because of the union is up the street, my dog. 
Like if, if Ford didn't have that union, Toyota would be like, you got to live in the factory, pull out your cot and you'll, you'll get three MREs for the day like that. So no, they, they have people working for free in this country, you know, for, for to, to, to start this country. So I don't want to hear about how we're, um, we're partners because we're not, we're not partners. Never have been. But uh, yeah, shout out to uh, the Starbucks workers that are at 21 stores, obviously. Uh, and, you know, holler at Starbucks Workers United if you work at a Starbucks and you listen to the show and you want to uh, organize your own shop. Ooh, I read a really good, um, I actually deployed it um, over the holidays. If anybody who's doing, you know, um, BDS slash Starbucks boycott and you got a Starbucks gift card, what do you do with that? Well, what you do is you go into Starbucks and you buy the cheapest possible thing they have, like a string cheese stick or I don't know, one of those little juice boxes for whatever they got that's in that like cooler that they try to hustle on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get that, right? And then you, so whatever is on your gift card, you buy, you use the gift card and then you put the rest, the remainder as a tip and throw oh. the gift card away. That's interesting. I and I was like, oh, that's so smart. Because I got like a $20 one, and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? And I did exactly that. Cool. It was awesome. All right. Um, one super last thing before we get out. We have about five minutes left. Mm-hmm. I wanted to shout out because we got it wouldn't be an episode of GMC in the, this current day and moment if we didn't talk about Palestine. But uh, this is good news, actually, despite all the horrible things that are happening. It's gr- I'm glad and happy to see uh, people from the labor movement, um, national and international unions uh, have formed a coalition to uh, basically a national labor network for a ceasefire, uh, which is super sick, like super dope. Uh, they are comprised of um, many of the uh, leading unions in the country, uh, anchored, in, in my opinion at least, by UAW, uh, the United Auto Workers, who just came off of their massive, you know, victorious sit-down strike uh, just last year, uh, but also joined by the American Postal Workers Union, the American Flight Attendants, uh, AFACWA, shout out Sarah Nelson, National Nurses United, uh, International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, so one of the building trades, probably the most progressive of the building trades, honestly. Um, the National Association of Educators, uh, which is a teachers union, that's the biggest teachers union in the country, actually, and the uh, United Electrical Workers, UE, uh, they are the major uh, unions that are involved in this network, uh, and they are calling for the following. National uh, Labor Network for Ceasefire Supports, an immediate ceasefire in Gaza between Israel and Hamas, restoration of basic human rights, immediate release of hostages taken by Hamas, unimpeded full access for humanitarian aid and our president calling for a permanent ceasefire. Now, a lot of people say, and I would actually agree with them that that is something that does not necessarily go far enough in the grand scheme of like ending the occupation and ending the, the um, ending the occupation and the apartheid that has taken place in, uh, in Palestine. Uh, I would agree with that. However, in order for that to even have a chance of happening, you need to have a ceasefire. Like that's sort of like my approach. Robert, what say you? Um, it's absolutely beautiful that we have we've reached a place from like the precipice of labor of the labor movement like completely dying to the labor movement getting involved in politics that doesn't necessarily involve labor. Um, I but at the end of the day, it does involve labor because of you know a lot of people I'm don't know this. The workers, yeah, but- like. The, the the state of is not real is is they're down their economy is down 20 percent since the war started their um their credit rating has been down uh has been devalued by moody's and a lot of it is because of the i mean the tourism is shut down and also they don't have the uh, is not real does not have their um their legion of cheap palestinian exploited labor that they can exploit from right now so again capitalism bad behind all locked doors, it's always a capitalist at all, at all points. And so when you start messing with these people, these people's money, that's how you get results. So I'm super, I'm super happy and excited about this. Yeah. I can just read a little bit more from their statement. 
uh, we members of the American labor movement mourn the loss of life in Israel and Palestine. Now, obviously, you can say that sounds a little bit both sidesy. It's fine. Who cares? <laughs> we express our solidarity with all workers and a common desire for peace in Palestine and Israel. And we call on President Joe Biden and Congress to push for an immediate ceasefire and an end to the siege in Gaza. We cannot bomb our way to peace. We also condemn any hate crimes against Muslim Jews or anyone else. In issuing this call, U.S. unions are joining the efforts of 13 Congress members and others who are calling for an immediate ceasefire. Uh, the basic human rights of people must be restored. Water, fuel, food, and other humanitarian aid must be allowed into Gaza. Power must be restored. And foreign nationals and Palestinians requiring medical care must be allowed out of Gaza. Uh, there's the Israeli hostages line. Um, obviously, um, we, we all know that um, Israel has many, many more hostages than, uh, than Hamas has taken. Um, but but anyway, uh, just to read through it, both Hamas and Israel show the standards of international law and Geneva Convention rules of warfare concerning the welfare and security of all civilians. Uh, obviously, um, you know, there's that's probably the most controversial of the statements, um, which, by the way, um, you know, again. Something has to be good enough in terms of like, like this is this when you see UE, the United Electrical Workers Union. Um, involved in something like that. That is as far left as the labor movement goes, essentially. I mean, yeah, I'm glad that you stated that because as, yeah. as radicals, we like to think they are. I'd like to think, like, I know you do, but I'd like to think, like, personally, I have some kind of common sense. It's like, we're talking about a labor union, not not the black bloc. But if they want to yeah. be black bloc, I'm completely for that too. But that's just not their function. That's not what they are. So, like, this is strong. And if they if they come up with some kind of lever that actually puts you know pressure on capital that's that's the strongest thing they can possibly do but yeah. you know I, I don't expect that all at once yeah. you've gotta you've gotta you know kind of um dip your toe into that water and move and move slowly into it yeah um and there must be a ceasefire in gaza the cycle of violence must stop and negotiations for an enduring peace proceed it doesn't even call it doesn't even like say what that should look like which is fine actually fine. um the u.s must act we call on President Biden to immediately call for a ceasefire. The road to justice cannot be paved by bombs and war. The road to peace cannot be found through warfare. We commit ourselves to work in solidarity with Palestinian and Israeli peoples to achieve peace and justice. Union members come from, uh, from diverse backgrounds, including Jews, Muslims, and Middle Eastern communities. The rising escalation of war and arms sales doesn't serve the interest of workers anywhere. That's a thousand percent true. Nope. In the end, we all want a place to call home and for our children to be safe. Working people around the world want to deserve and deserve to live free from the effects of violence, war, and militarization. Thousands of Americans have joined the groundswell of global solidarity demanding a ceasefire now. It's the labor movement's turn to make our voices heard and demand a ceasefire. Together, we can stand for peace, justice, and a better future for working people everywhere. And then you can uh, you can actually sign up for that. Laborforceasefire.org uh, is where you can get more information or sign up. Uh, on that. Um, that's super dope. Uh, really great to see uh, the labor movement leading the way um, on this, you know, and honestly, I mean, part of the argument that, I mean, some of these unions are thinking about, I mean, like, let's be, let's be real politic about it for a minute. Like, part of the reason that Joe Biden's like numbers are in the toilet. It's even a possibility that like Trump is going to win in November is in no small part because Joe Biden is like, you know what? I'm going to destroy my own political coalition to back this genocide no matter what. And all of the stuff that we talked about with the NLRB and all of the like the, the the even like marginally decent stuff that the Biden administration has done is basically rolling the dice on that to 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 to, to throw it all away just to just to support the murder of Palestinians and that's just like unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wild, and that's kind of what I want to end on. Like, I I made like a Warhammer 40k reference, but like I have like really gotten into I won't say the hobby, but at least like the lore again. Um, cause it was like big when I was in the Marine Corps, but it's like, we are faced with a choice of just like, we have the emperor of, um, the, of, the emperor of man, the Imperium of man. And he sits on his golden throne, like as a husk that, that can't make any decisions. And he's just kept alive by the blood 
of, of his Imperial subjects versus the orc boys who all they want to do is just pillage and, and they're kind of funny, but all they want to do is, is just pillage and be trolls. So it's like, yeah, there's team nobody much like, much like the Warhammer universe in the, in the, in the grim dark, in the grim dark present, there's only stupid. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, you know, good morning, comrade.com for more information. Uh, you are listening to WHIV LP New Orleans. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.